Kaylee Dumadisa, La Bizzo, La Moreno, Jesu. I greet you in the name of Jesus from Lesotho. We're excited to be with you today because you are partners in our ministry. And so we want to talk a little bit about our ministry. Um, first of all, I need a volunteer. Who would help me? Could you help me? Uh, you, or your daughter? Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Could you come up right here? We have several hats that they wear in Lesotho. This is a brand new hat. Um, this actually helps you if you're short to look a little taller. Uh, we wear this blanket. In June, July, and August, when it's cold, they wear this. But when it gets it gets 120 degrees, they wear the same blank blanket. Wow! So what's this made out of? Wool. It is wool. Yeah. And in June, July, and August, they also. Oh, what is that? We won't put this at. This is another type of hat that they wear in Lesotho. Uh, it's worn, I think it's cat or something, but anyway, this is another type of hat. What kind of cat? We don't know. We don't know if it's a house cat. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't have house. It looks like no. porcupine. It, it's possible. No, well, I can. Praise the Lord. I want to show you uh, the African YouTube. This is an African YouTube. And the videos are watered down. Oh, boy. Praise the Lord. Um. <clears throat> One of the sayings they say in our part of the world is buy a donkey. And when they first said that to me, I'm like, why in the world do you want me to buy a donkey? I mean, they have donkeys everywhere, but why do you want me to buy a donkey? Come to find out it means thank you. So I, I never did buy a donkey. We were traveling in the mountains of Lesotho. Lesotho has many, many mountains. And we were traveling up in the mountains, and it, it is extremely high. We, we drive on the other side of the road. And so um, we were driving up there, and all of a sudden I put my floor 
put the foot, my foot to the, bra- uh, to the floor, we had no brakes. We were coming down a hill and we were just, we were just coming and it was supposed to go around and we were, you know, in the natural, natural mind, we tend to, to wonder what, you know, we, words might come to our mind. We might say, Jesus Christ. But we were able to make it through that up to the place where we needed to go with no brakes. Because every time I pumped the brakes, there was no brakes. So that was a miracle in itself. That was a miracle. I have a piece of rope in here. You know, without Jesus, we really have nothing. And Jesus completes our, our life. He makes, it, he makes it new. But without him, we're basically nothing. You know, we deal with, honey, can you come and help me? Hold that for me. This rope here represents our life. And sometimes we make mistakes. I'm going to tell you a story about a young man who, who was addicted to alcohol. And so it kind of, it just kind of cuts off things in your life. Racism is a huge problem in our area. And so, because of the apartheid, racism is a problem. We had a Laskin Husky this last term. Beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. It watched over us and took care of us. There was a little girl that had been abused many times by men. And God led me to, we, could, we, we were frankly trying to find somebody to take the dog. And God opened the door for this little, this little girl was closed. She didn't talk. She, she was just an introvert. But through the, through the ministry of this dog, this girl has really opened up and and started talking and talking through her, her struggles. But there's all kinds of things. You know, Satan's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And perhaps he's, he's taking your joy. And so your life now is all in pieces. Your life is all in pieces. But it's only, it's only God. I'm telling you, it's only God that can make our life complete again. You're waiting. God 
completes our lives. He makes us straight and narrow. You're saying, well, it's still inside. Uh, no, but <laughs> praise the Lord. I want to talk to you a second or a second about Kotso. Kotso is a, is a, is a man who um, comes from a line of royal people in Lesotho. But he struggled for many, many years with alcohol. And even though he was trying to serve Christ, he kept falling back into that trap. He kept falling back into that, that problem. It didn't see, his life was in pieces. His wife is a princess there in Lesotho, so they're from royalty. My wife and I have been mentoring this couple for a long time. This last term, last four years, God has completely restored him and he made him new. He hasn't taken a drop for four years. God can change lives. God can change lives. He can transform your life. We want to show a video at this time. Uh, so could you show the, the video? Those are the pictures. There's a video. Hello, my name is Richard Reed, and this is my wife, Debbie Reed. And we're missionaries in Lesotho. Uh, it's a country that that is surrounded by South, South Africa. It's landlocked by South Africa. We have been missionaries for 20 years. Uh, we have focused a lot on children and training, training the local people on children's ministry. But one of the major focuses that we need to work on this next term is our Bible school. This last term, there was a, a lady that came um, from the remote area of Lesotho and was wanting to go to Bible college. She had come from a village where she was a respected leader. She wore a robe in her church, um, but everyone in this group wore a uniform or a robe of some type, and she said she would go well to the Bible school and she was trained in the Word and then she would take that home on the weekends um, and teach them what she had been taught and after some weeks maybe a few months had passed and um, she started no noticing a change in the people one Sunday she went to the church and she was very surprised 
because the robes were gone. And yeah. And they were receiving the truth, weren't they, right. honey? Right. And the, yep. Because of the truth, the truth that she was learning from the Bible school, the people were converting their life to Christ, yep. which is just so amazing. It's awesome, isn't it? It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, we want to encourage people to help us um, make the Bible school better. We have a great need to, to expand our Bible school. We need three more classrooms. We need to, to expand our library. We are looking for partners to help us in this endeavor. Uh, would you consider partnering with us to help us build this school, these three classrooms and, and, and the library? in in Lesotho. I wanted to take a moment and explain the story a little bit so you understand. This is a church back in the mountains they quite hadn't learned that Jesus forgives your sins. All they knew is they were practicing uh, sacrifice on fires and smoke in their buildings. They had so that that was mostly like the uh, the Old Testament. They hadn't quite gotten it yet. But when they came to the Bible school, the truth was set them free. They learned about Jesus and how Jesus can forgive your sins and how Jesus can live in your life and how Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, can change and transform your life. She learned that through the Bible school. And both my wife and I are teachers at that Bible school. I'm going to have my wife come and share Well, praise the Lord. We're so happy to be with you today. It's probably been about, what, four or five years, I think. So some of you probably remember us. Some of you may not. We're new to you. But um, we're here to give you a shareholders meeting today because this church has been a part of what we've been doing for many years now, many years. And exciting things are happening in Lesotho. I have to say, it feels like hard ground to be there. Um, it's not like Nigeria was for us where we would have hundreds and hundreds of people come out just to see the white man. <laughs> um, but God is good, isn't he? And we're seeing lives changed, life, lives like Agnes. And the Bible school is strategic for Lesotho because um, we are training the nationals, we're training the local people to go to those far and remote places where we can't go. And so the gospel is being preached throughout Lesotho. Lesotho is a small mountain kingdom. Rich talked about royalty, the man that was um, um, a victim of alcoholism. 
um, and being part of a royal, royal family. Um, about two million people, about the size of Maryland, so it's a tiny little place. But everywhere we go, people need Jesus. Everywhere. And, and God has given us Lesotho for this season. And we love it that you are partnering with us to reach them. I just wanted to tell another short story about a woman named Gladys. Gladys um, grew up in a remote village. She uh, was, was in a church, but the church was... Um, just a melting pot of every religion that the people had become exposed to throughout many years. And she, she had a desire in her heart. And I think this speaks to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we seek God, he woos us. And he gives us every opportunity to know him. And he will find ways to reach us wherever we are. And she was in a remote place, and there was no true representation of the gospel in her life, just a big melting pot of beliefs. Um, when Gladys grew up, she um, married a man who didn't want to go to church. He didn't want anything to do with church. And so she pleaded with him because she wanted to go to church. She had that desire inside of her. And the family got together, and they decided where she could go to church. And they chose a church called the Topia Church, which has very ancient roots. And it also is a melting pot of religions. But inside Gladys, she still had that desire. She still had that something was drawing her. And so she attended the services at the Topia Church. And then she, she told me, she said, but I could not hear them. And, you know, when people are speaking English from another language, their translations are a little bit different than ours. So, but I interpreted that, interpreted that to say whatever was being taught and said in the church was not settling in her spirit. She could not hear it. And so she would go out and sit under a tree and instead of sitting in the service. But she would go there every week, and she would sit under a tree. And under that tree, the Holy Spirit was speaking to her heart. Well, Gladys became pregnant, and she became very, very ill. And during this illness, something from her childhood in that melting pot of religions, she remembered something about a relationship with God. And she said, I do not want to die without knowing God. And so just the power of the Holy Spirit drawing someone who's in a remote place and only hearing this much of the gospel. It's like that little seed of faith. That's all you need is a mustard seed of faith. And God will grow it. And he will, he will change your life. So the people of her Topia church were called to pray for her. And during that prayer, she gave her life to Jesus, the true God. <laughs> Eventually, Gladys ended up um, in the office of the um, dean of students at the Assembly Bible College. 
and she was asking to um, become a student. She wanted to learn more about God, and she wanted to take it back to her village and her people. And so um, that is just testimony of two things. Number one, God woos, he draws, he, he gives us what we need to know him. He will make it happen when our hearts are seeking him. And um, also the power of the Bible school to, to, so that we can train people to go into those remote places where we can't go. There's many places in Lesotho that can't be reached by walking or a mule or some of them you just have to fly into because it's mountainous everywhere. We're all mountains. So thank God for your prayers, not only for saving us on the mountain roads when we're careening around a corner and don't know which way it's going to turn at the end, <laughs> but also for all the people who need to know Jesus. People everywhere are lost and dying without a Savior, and we need to reach them. Amen. Fifty percent of our church is children. The National Church has made a goal of 500 churches by 2020. We roughly have 120 churches. So 50 percent is children. Another 30% is women, and another 20% is men. And oftentimes, our men are over in, into South Africa working in the diamond mines to raise money for their family. By the way, you know what you get when you throw a piano down a mine shaft? an A-flat minor. <laughs> so, God gave me a good idea. He gave me a good idea. If we take time in the Bible school and train our students and give them a love and a passion for children, we can reach over 50% of our congregation. Women are seen but not heard. And we have a small, minute group that that is kind of, how can I say it? They're kind of you know, they're back in the old, old ways. And so th this certain group of women cannot wear slacks. They're, they're frowned upon and things like that. Another thing that's part of that, that situation is they don't want to ordain women. And that, that saddens my heart because if we're going to reach Lesotho, 
We're going to have to have women on board to do that, that kind of work. The last two years, God has, has um, ordained 10 women in Lesotho. So we're just praying that... Uh, we're just praying that God just will really raise up these women and, and take some of our churches over. Right now, I, you know, the Bible tells us faith cometh by hearing. I want to take a few moments this morning and build your faith. I just want to build your faith. I want to just show you a few pictures that I believe the pictures are are in order. I am not here to boast about myself. I want to tell you what God has done over the last 20 years. And yes, I do have snow on the top of my head. But God is not done with me yet. And if you're an older person and you think that all you have to do is to sit in the church, you are wrong. God has a purpose and a plan for everyone. Especially some of these young people, but the older people. God has a plan and purpose for you. You're, he's not done with you yet. He's not done with you ministering. Here's a guy with the snow on top of his head. And I'm telling you, he's not done with me. But I want to show you some things that, that over the last 20 years, God has done. We built, we built many churches in Nigeria. We could build a church for $600. This is one of many churches that we built in Nigeria. Next picture. Uh, Tom, your pastor, and I was trying to think of the other guy that was part of your church at that time, came with Tom. I, I feel bad because Tom got a little sick from the food. But we were raising money to build a training center to train people to work with children. Outside of this, this building that you were part of, we, it, it was a miracle. I'm, I'm telling you, it was a true miracle that God helped us put this building together. Today, we are training people. We've had many people come out of this school who are going into children's ministry We've set up a whole um, thing in this, in this training center that was built in Nigeria. Uh, we came to a point and we needed another 100,000 to finish it. And South Dakota, God spoke to their hearts and help us build this training center. We train, we, we train children all during the week, but we also train people to work with children. Nigeria 
is a closed country now. We're not sending at least Assembly of God missionaries into Nigeria. So this was, this was really strategic, getting done. Next picture. We build, uh, God helped us build, uh, um, it was a clinic. It was a clinic up in Mangu. And this is just part of the building. It's finished now and it's in full operation. Because of your help. Look at what God has done. Next picture. We built, we have built several churches in Lesotho. Now, the cost to build a church in Lesotho is around 25000 Um. And I went, and I, I went back with twenty thousand, and I pinched, got all the money together, and we built two two churches, one in Buti Buti, and one in Masing. Praise the Lord. We've we've been over this last. Two terms, we've been able to build a church up in Moffatang, church, another church in Moffatang. And, and so there's over the span of the last 10 years, we've built six churches. But understand it's a lot more expensive to build church here. Next picture. <laughs> this is a, a children's church that we helped. It's sideways. So you might get a crook in your neck, but yes, sorry. We're going to have to turn that. Next picture. We helped, we helped three or four churches with a, children, a children's church. Now, it's, we would put a nice building up, and we'd, we, we would make sure that it was really nice. And, but in Africa... They take 10 buildings and they build them so we can build them for $1,500 in, which is hardly nothing in today's culture, but we've been able to build some churches. Next church, we, through the help, we, we raised money through, uh, we did a, we did a, a pheasant hunt and we BGMC pheasant hunt and supplies tents for Lesotho. You know, by the way, that was the first pheasant I ever shot. I shot it on that day. God is good. Next picture. Oh. Uh, there should be one more. No? No, but okay. God, we also built, uh, we helped one of our schools that has a couple thousand students in it. They needed a water, they needed a water system and, and, and God helped us do that. Why do I say all this? Why, why is it, what am I talking about? 
I want to just show you what God has done and what we want to continue to do. We need to build uh, three classrooms and a library. And if you want to see plans for it, it's back on our table. Um, we need to do that. A window in, in this building is going to cost roughly 200 a window, and we need 26 windows. Uh, to excavate is around 15. It's all broken down, but we, we're trying to get this done because this is what God has called us to do because we have graduated many people or many students from our Bible school, but I want you to know we want to graduate many, many more and leave them with a heart for children. Leave them with a heart for children. And so we're, we're asking for your help. Let me talk about it this morning. <laughs> we are in a crunch. We need to raise cash. We need to raise $325 more a month. We, we lost support over the last time, and so we need to do that. And my wife is still cute as, as a tomato, and my jokes are just as cheesy. <laughs> Don't create a hard-shelled heart. Toward missions and toward God's because you have a lot of missionaries coming through and they're asking for money. Don't develop a hard shell heart. Allow your heart to be soft shelled for God and for what he wants to do. So let us get back to the field and so we can beef up our Bible school and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for allow, allowing us to share. I do want to say one more thing. We have great, 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 great need for missionaries, for people. If you're a builder, we can use you. If you have a heart to just serve, we can use you. This congregation needs, needs you, obviously, because you're the body, you're the body for this church. But if God is speaking to your heart this morning, if God is saying to you, I need you to go to Africa, or I need you to go here or there, follow God, follow God. You will be happy. I'm, you know, I'd rather be, you know, I did children's ministry before I left, and I love children, and I still have that passion, but I believe I'm where God has called me. What has God called you to do? 
You look at one of our books, we have six strategic areas that we need to cover. Please pray with us that we can get that done. Is God calling you? Simple. Maybe God's calling you. No, I'm just, you know, whatever God leads on your heart. Thank you very much. Hello. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rich and Deb. It is an honor to have you in our building. You know, there's going to be a day when all of our global partners are lined up, you know, and we're going to, I would, it would just be amazing to see that here on one Sunday, but they're out on the mission field and because they're out, we're out there with them. And so thank you so much for bringing a report. Um, I just really felt like the Holy Spirit wanted, um, to a call specifically the fathers and to the men of our congregation. If you would pray over them sure. for me. Um, just, uh, I think it's just like a, a spiritual calling of basically just a yes to God, whether that's serving, whether that's missions, whether that's just needing or, or asking God for a, a more grace to lead as a father in the home. Just a sense that this morning and... Um, I just love it if you prayed over our congregation. Okay. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a basket here in the front for Rich and Deb. If you have not given, we encourage you to do so and just bless them as they're an extension of who we are in Lesotho, Africa. So if you go ahead and bless us after he prays, you are dismissed. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we pray for the men that you're speaking to their hearts this morning. You're putting a yearning in their heart. They're hearing from the Holy Spirit. If there's someone here that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, Lord, take that Holy Spirit and lead them and direct them to you. Lord, help that yearning be so strong. Now we pray for the men of this congregation. We pray that the Holy Spirit will guide them and direct them. Lord, put something, put an urgency on their heart on what you want them to do. Simply serving in this church or serving in another place or another ministry. Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for what you've done with this congregation. And we just pray right now that you will touch them and guide them and direct them in your name. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate you.